Green is brought to you by Galinda Mozo of Remax. Remax above the crowd. Hello and welcome to Being Green. I'm Glynis Crook. It's estimated that across Africa there are only about 415,000 elephants still living in the wild. They're classified by the IUCN as vulnerable and Botswana is home to the largest herd on the continent. Well, you may have heard news recently about the unprecedented death of some 400 elephants in that country's Okavanga Delta over the past few months. No one knows why they're dying, but the government last week said samples taken from the dead animals were to be analysed by laboratories in South Africa, Zimbabwe and Canada. Well, to get an update, I'm joined on the line from Cardiff in Wales by Dr Niall McCann, founder and conservation director of the charity National Park Rescue, which is keeping a close eye on the situation. Hi, Glenis. Thank you for having me. So what has happened is that in the region of 400 elephants have died in northwestern Botswana in the Okavanga Delta for reasons that are currently unclear. And why have we only found out about this now? Because I believe this has been happening since about May already. You're right. So the first report was actually written in May when 169 carcasses were identified. And then over the course of the next month or so, despite assurances from the government of Botswana that they were going to send samples to labs to identify what this is, that didn't happen. So another survey was carried out and nearly 400 carcasses were identified. And as a result of that, the press got hold of the latest report and it's gone around the world multiple times in the last few days. And at this stage, we still don't know what it is. To go back to the way that they've died, I think that it's been rather peculiar in, in itself that some of them have literally like fallen on their faces. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever's killing them is killing some of them very quickly. So they're dropping straight onto their faces as if they've been shot. Whereas others are obviously suffering a much more prolonged death whereby they're suffering uh, some impairment of their neurological system. So they're limping or walking around in circles and acting in a confused manner. So it's, it's difficult to say what it is, but it's something that's affecting their nervous system. So as we mentioned earlier, samples have in theory been sent off to South Africa, Zimbabwe, Canada to, to be tested. You say we still don't have any results from that. Not yet. And what that tells me, because I, I know that samples have definitely arrived at the Zimbabwe lab. I'm not sure about the other two labs. But what it tells me, the fact that we don't yet know, is that this is something that's going to be quite difficult to find. If it was something that was easy, we'd already have the answer. But if it's something novel or something that degrades rapidly or is very difficult to identify in samples, then it could take weeks or months. And it's possible that the sites will need to be sampled multiple times by different teams in, in, in order to actually identify what this is. What impact will the loss of such a large number of elephants have both on the herd but also on the country's economy which relies quite a bit on the elephants as a tourism draw card? You're right. So the impact is, is, is many fold. Firstly, in terms of numbers, if more of that population disappear, there's the prospect of Botswana's entire herd being decimated. If, if whatever this is ravages that entire area, there would be one-tenth fewer elephants in Botswana, which is a tragic thought. That's between 3 and 4% of the overall herd in Africa. But I hope that that doesn't happen. In terms of the herd mentality, 
Elephants are incredibly sociable, very intelligent, and they have close family bonds. So this herd, that are witnessing their friends and their families dying in, in large numbers, will be very stressed. They'll be hugely traumatized. And we know that stressed elephants are aggressive elephants. So there's the possibility of knock-on human-wildlife conflict as a result of that. And then in terms of Botswana's economy, as you say, it's the second largest earner of GDP after diamonds. It contributes 10 to 12 percent to Botswana's annual GDP, and elephants are the main draw card. So the possibility of this having a knock-on negative economic effect is also very high. Gosh, I know it's not clear yet, or it's not been ruled out at any rate, that this might be a poison, but if it was, isn't there sort of a danger of spillover to the human population? I mean, the Okavanga is water, or this, you know, and water is drunk by the humans as well. You're right. So whether or not this is... Um, a poison. It could spill over into the human population if it's a poison, if it's a toxin, or if it's a disease. We're currently all living with the consequences of a disease that jumped from wildlife into people. We already know that natural toxins like cyanobacteria and anthrax can affect human populations, and poisons ending up in the water system can also have a highly negative effect on human populations. So what I'm really trying to emphasize for the government of Botswana is that this isn't just an elephant problem. It has the prospect of being a public health crisis, which is why we really need to find out what this is to eliminate any further damage. Which brings me to my next question. Are you satisfied with the way that they're handling the situation? They have now certainly sped up their their response. There was undoubtedly a lag, and I'm sorry that it took them as long as it did to get samples out to different labs. There's lots of reasons for that. And I don't want to be overly critical to any country at the moment that is stretched with COVID-19. But they do seem to be responding now. And tomorrow morning, there's going to be another press release. So let's see what they have to say. Dr. Niall McCann, thank you very, very much for your time. He's the founder and conservation director of the UK-based charity National Park Rescue. And that's it for this week. Until next time, from me, Glynis Crook, take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax. Remax above the crowd. A global challenge to environmentalists is to make all people aware of how their behavior impacts on the Earth's natural resources. How we tread as individuals, corporates and government affects the circle of life. Galinda Moser of Remax Living is committed to the health and well-being of your family. This starts with your home and ends with your planet. That's why Galinda is the proud sponsor of Being Green on Fine Music Radio. For now and future generations, Remax. Above the crowd.